I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Bucknutters, welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Monday, November 4th, 2019. I am Dave Biddle, very happy to be joined by Steve Hellwagon. Steve, the first college football playoff rankings of this season come out tomorrow night, and you know, right now the Buckeyes in the human polls are third in the AP, fourth in the coaches poll. Uh, those polls do not matter, though. There's only one that does. Uh, where do you think the Buckeyes will be tomorrow night? Well, first of all, I have to take the coaches to task. For anybody that has Clemson ranked over Ohio State, I mean, that's just out and out ridiculous based on how the two teams have played this year. And and honestly, to to give Clemson a first-place vote over LSU and Alabama in addition to Ohio State is also ridiculous. I mean, you know, the the one thing the other three teams haven't done yet is almost lose to North Carolina. I mean, the other three teams have been so dominant. I think I think those three teams have set themselves apart. And within that subset, I think you could make a case for LSU at number one. I think you could make a case for Ohio State at number one. I'm not sure, you know, if, if you, as one of the pundits did, did uh, over the weekend, he said, just do a blind resume search of those three teams, and Alabama would be third, if not lower. So I... I it's very tight to me between LSU and Ohio State. And I think that the question that you have to ask yourself is, do you value uh, you know, them beating teams that were in the top ten the day that they played them, which was Texas, uh, Florida, Auburn, were all in the top ten when LSU beat them, or do you value the overall body of work and just how great a team is both offensively and defensively? There is no weakness that has been shown with this Ohio State team yet. Top uh, five in scoring in both offense and defense. Top ten in yards, both offense and defense. So if you're just looking at it from a football dominant standpoint, Ohio State would be one. If you're looking at it for the quality of the teams that uh, the team has played, it's uh, probably LSU number one. Although, uh, you know, Ohio State's helped by having Wisconsin and Cincinnati uh, both uh, on that list in the top 15. So, at any rate, I would expect it either way. If the committee wants to show their independence, they would go Ohio State or LSU 1-2 and then Alabama 3. I actually have Penn State 4. They've beaten uh, Michigan and Iowa, both ranked. Clemson, uh, their best win, same as Alabama, is Texas A&M, unranked team five and three. So I guess until uh, you know we see some of these teams play one another, which we're going to get this week, LSU and Alabama are going to play each other. And I have a thought about that day. I think the winner of that game 
moves to number one and will remain number one until such time that they would lose a game, uh, which may or may not happen before the pairings are set. So uh, I think that that team's going to be awfully hard to get down out of the number one spot. But, uh, you know, Ohio State's got some opportunities here down the stretch. Yeah, we're in agreement on, um, I think it's going to be either Ohio State or LSU. I, I don't know, we, you know where Ohio State's going to be uh, one or two, but I do think there'll be one or two. I'm with you on that. I think that the human polls have it wrong, especially the coaches' poll, as you said. Ohio State being third doesn't bother me. And the AP, you know, it kind of makes it look good for this weekend's game that it's one versus two um, with uh, LSU and Alabama, and that'll work itself out. Whoever loses that game will obviously drop below Ohio State, uh, assuming the Buckeyes can take care of business against the mighty Maryland Terrapins, who come to Columbus, high noon, the big the big noon kickoff, uh, the Buckeyes are favored by 44. They're favored by 44, Steve. My first reaction was like, I don't know if that's a big enough number. You're, you're, you're giving me my biggest laugh since I was watching the fourth quarter of the Browns game yesterday. I just, uh, I don't know. <laughs> It's just you you you, ha, you watch the Browns, you almost just have to laugh and just just as as my wife was telling me, it's just a football game. It's just just this, you know whatever it is. But yeah, Maryland, uh, man, a four game losing streak. Uh, they got off to such a great start to the year. They beat Howard seventy nine to nothing, an FCS team. Then they beat Syracuse sixty three to twenty one, and Syracuse was ranked. At the time, now, low did we know Syracuse would open November and be three and six? My goodness! But uh, at any rate, Michael Oxley and the guys—it looked like they had uh, something going for them there at Maryland. I did not believe in the preseason that Maryland was going to be very good. I just people were like, "Oh, but they've got most of the guys back from that roster and whatever and whatever." I just didn't see. I'm like, "Yeah, but they were five and seven last year." What? You know what? 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 If you want to crown them, crown them. <laughs> I, just, I, I just didn't see it. And Josh Jackson has been in and out of the lineup uh, for Maryland, the quarterback position. Uh, Pegram, his backup, has been in and out with injuries. So, you know, it's just been a very difficult stretch here. Uh, been blown out by Penn State. Uh, they were blown out uh, this past week by Michigan, thirty-eight to seven, I think was the score, and uh, they only got their touchdown on a kick return in the fourth quarter, or late third quarter, rather, after it was already 35 to nothing. So, you know, I just don't see Maryland having a whole lot uh, to give. 44 points, though, is a lot to give. I That's that's a big number. Uh, I can't remember Ohio. I'm going to have to do some research. The last time Ohio State was favored by that many points, in a quasi Big Ten game, uh, I'm not sure uh, when that was, but uh, certainly oh, the quasi uh, Big Ten, probably yeah. against Rutgers in recent years, I would imagine. I don't, know, but this this year's team is like any other. I mean, like unlike any other. I mean, you look at they're not just beating teams; they're crushing teams. They've covered yeah. the spread in every game except for one. And the interesting part about that is that was in the opener against Florida Atlantic. The spread was 27 and a half. And the Buckeyes got up 28 before we could blink our eyes. And it's like, well, that'll be a very easy cover. And that's the one game they ended up not covering because they just decided we're not going to show Cincinnati anything. And they just completely went vanilla from that point. And they've just been – I mean, there's games I think, okay, this is probably going to be somewhat close. And they beat Cincinnati 42 to nothing. Indiana, okay, maybe they'll – this will be 51 to 10. You know, Northwestern, 52 to 3. They just keep blowing the doors off everybody. It's just crazy. So I don't know. I, I feel like this could be like, you know, 
63 to 10 or something like that. I don't know. I mean, I, I, we'll, we'll figure that out when we do our staff predictions later in the week. But I tend to think, if anything, that point spread might go up, not down, the way this Buckeye team is playing. <laughs> There's um, been nothing to indicate that Maryland has anything to give. Let's just put it no, that way. You know, and, and, it's, no, it's just, man, you know, and if Loxley can get the recruiting going, which you imagine he will, maybe they've got hope in the future, but this year they are a disaster. But they teased everybody when they blew out Syracuse. Turns out Syracuse isn't very good this year, so fool's gold there. Um, as you look the rest of the season, just um, you know, Justin Fields, Chase Young, J.K. Dobbins, just, there's so many stars on this team. Um, I mean, this, this team is as deep uh, and talented. I mean, they have, they have the star power at the top. But they also have the experience, the depth. They have young guys that are helping out, like Garrett Wilson. It's just this is such a fun team to watch and cover, Steve. It is. It has been. And I'm sure it's going to continue the next couple of weeks uh, with Maryland and Rutgers. They're almost uh, sure to get to 10-0. and 0. Uh, That would be 16 wins in a row. They're at 14 right now, dating back to last season. And uh, so then you get into the, the last two games, uh, Penn State at home, and at Michigan, and of course, Penn State's got the tough one this week. Going on the road to Minnesota, if they go up there and just figure we'll throw our white helmets on the field and beat Minnesota, I think they're in for a rude awakening because not only has Minnesota now gotten to 8 0, I think the first three or four were a little shaky, you know, beating the likes of Fresno by single digits and, and whoever else they played early on in the season. Some tight wins. Uh, uh, since then, they have just taken people to the woodshed here the last month or so, and I think that uh, Penn State needs to be on guard going up there because uh, Minnesota has a look of a team, you know, that uh, could be very dangerous here in, in November, and uh, they're only a win or two away from clinching the Western Division Championship. They go down the stretch; they have a two-game lead with four games to play over Iowa and Wisconsin. So uh, obviously they have to play those teams yet. But uh, to me, it, it looks like uh, Minnesota could give Penn State quite a battle. And obviously down the line, Ohio State and Penn State play for the what amounts to the Eastern Championship at that point, I would think. And uh, certainly at Michigan, they're going to be dangerous, it would seem, that last week of the year. Uh, Ohio State's best hope is to have the division all wrapped up before they go up there and uh, then uh, just let let the chips fall where they may. But uh, Michigan could be a late comer this season. I don't know. They're starting to play pretty good football, and, and uh, let's see if they can sustain that. Steve, I don't want to overlook Maryland and Rutgers. But, no, wait a minute. That's exactly what I want to do. I want to overlook Please Maryland do. and Rutgers. Um, uh, yeah, the three-week bye is, is nice at this time of the year. Um <laughs> As we look ahead, we can do this. The players and the coaches can't. <laughs> they probably could, too. Um, as you look ahead and you view this game against Penn State and you view the game at Michigan, with Penn State you know, looking like the better team, um, but, hey, not by much when they played Michigan in Happy Valley, uh, Michigan with a nice comeback. What do you view as the tougher game for Ohio State, the bigger test, Penn State at home or at Michigan? Oh, that is that is a tough call, and what what's terrible for Ohio State is they're eight days apart. So you go through this long journey through the wilderness of very few challenges, and then you have two of them right back-to-back, and you know both games are going to be a physical slugfest-type game. Um, geez, I, you got to take them one at a time. They're seven days apart unless – 
They're, they're seven yeah. days apart, yeah. Yeah, yeah, seven days apart. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm thinking two games in eight days. But, yeah, it just, ooh, that is a tough one. I'm going to say the Penn State game, although it's at home. Uh, I just think Penn State has played uh, over the course of the season uh, better. But, you know, Michigan on one day could be capable of giving Ohio State a very tough uh, matchup. Just depends on if they're healthy. You know, that's been their story the whole season. If Donovan Peoples-Jones has been available and healthy, uh, he has made a tremendous difference. And, and certainly they've got some young playmakers who are starting to step up. And Kind of like a Chris Olave a year ago at this time started to, to show what he was capable of doing. Some of the younger guys there at Michigan, uh, like the, the, the kid who returned the kickoff, the opening thing was Giles Jackson returned the opening kickoff for a touchdown last week uh, for Michigan. They got some young guys who are starting to, to step into some key roles. And, and of course, the, the caretaker of that offense, Shea Patterson there at quarterback. But uh, we, we laugh a little bit about it, but uh, – you know, on a one-day, one one-game situation, could he rise to the occasion? Ohio State's defense, though, has been so tough this year, so I don't know if either of those teams is going to be able to do a whole lot against Ohio State's defense. So um, I like the Buckeyes' chances to finish this uh, out at 13-0, and regardless who they play in Indianapolis, and, uh, and get into the playoff and take their chances. I think it's intriguing – you know, and I am certainly putting the cart before the horse talking about this, but where you're seated and where they'll send you is kind of an intriguing discussion right now as people try to prospect on plans on where they'll be for the holidays and these type things. Uh, the semifinals are in Arizona and Atlanta. And do you send, if Ohio State somehow ascends to the number one position, do you send Ohio State down to Dixie to play Alabama? Uh, Georgia, LSU, Clemson, whoever it may be. I said Georgia, yeah, Georgia, uh, Florida, yeah, Georgia rather. Do you, do you send them down there to play an SEC or ACC team, or would you send them out to Arizona where it's a little disadvantageous for uh, that Southern team to play them? And, and then if you're two versus three, uh, do, you, do you get relegated to Arizona? I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it just uh, – Interesting talk for another day when, uh, you know, LSU has played Alabama and Penn State's played Minnesota, and we got a few more answers on, on what that top four might look like. Great stuff from Steve Hellwagon. Really appreciate it, Steve, and thanks to our listeners out there for tuning into the show. I appreciate that as well. I hope everyone has a great day. Let's hear the Buckeye swag, best damn band in the land. <laughs> Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 